This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And this is Edie Donahue. And today we got a couple awesome podcast topics. Um, someone in the group, I hate this. I'm like, I'm going to remember their name. Uh, I, no, I saw it too. So. <laughs> and I don't remember. In fact, I think I was the one you that know, okayed just the... You know, um, really... I think I was the one that you know, love Daisy. Daisy. Okay. A really lovely person named Daisy said, I'm going to be making a bunch of easy teas over the month. I'm currently looking at fabric. Thoughts on double gauze for an easy tea. Well, I do have some thoughts on double gauze. And I knew Mallory did, even though I accepted the post. I wanted Mallory to answer it. Plus, I was like on a boat ride, so I didn't. I I wasn't going to answer it while I was in the middle of a boat ride. I don't even think I. Well, oh, I said, well, we should podcast about this. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) There's a nice little. uh, um, Good answer. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we'll make a podcast out of your question. First of all, I do know other people have made easy teas out of the double gauze, mm-hmm. so that's good. So first off, there's that. And then second, let's just talk about the easy tea for a second. So the easy tea is one of our online sewing classes. It's how to draft a dolman sleeve, a short sleeve dolman top out of woven fabric. So it's a very basic lesson in drafting. So it gets you used to that, measuring your own body or somebody else's body, getting those measurements out into the two-dimensional space, drafting it, you know, making a test garment, seeing if you want to fix anything or or, or adjust anything, and then you've got this garment. Now, some... Okay, these also make like, besides, I mean... Yeah. Like Mallory's talking about this foundation. So these make like great... Like swimsuit cover-ups. It can like you make it a little bit bigger or something. A lot of stuff. You know, this is something you can style yourself. You can color block it. Or, you know, Mallory, I think, put knit on the back of one Yeah, we got or knit on like the back. And, we got people making them the out of knit. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I have used it for night shirts. I love it. So if you make it, uh, the ones I've made that have served a more, like, formal purpose. Right. I make it out of a very drapey, thinner Woven like a rayon chalet. I, I wore out my rayon chalet yes. one. It's uh, from LA Finch Fabrics. Mallory's worn out a lot of easy. I teams. just wore it out. She like makes a couple and they become and then, her like, uniforms. And then I wear yeah. them and I kill them. You know. Right. Uh, so I've made it out of rayon chalet. I think like a satin would be nice mm-hmm. too. Like a, a really so the flowy one. Any like a flowy polyester that you think feels yeah. like that you, you know like. the rayon kind of thing that kind of thing. So the flowy stuff. See, this is where this is where all. All of this, like, you know, your preference comes right. in. So the reason I recommend the the flowier, drapier wovens is because this shirt doesn't have a lot of, like, darts or fitting mm-hmm. or anything. So if you want it to sort of, like, flow across your body and, and, and maybe not, like, be too boxy, 
right. you'll want the drapier fabric. Right. It, However, gives, it gives a little bit of a cling. Yeah. Right. However, I've made one out of like a really cool cotton linen. I was going to say about your linen one. And it one. was right. a little boxier. However, that's kind of in. Well, and if that's your style. Like, yes. And that was a fabric that. that had like a print to it that sort of spoke of on its own. So like, you know, it depends on the fabric a lot of times what you want. Yeah. But, but address, address the... the um, the double the gauze yes okay so let's talk about that yeah gauze is so funny so and like i'm not a good gauze wearer okay yeah so the double gauze um it's really been popular i think over the past like 3 2 3 mm-hmm. years maybe 4 years okay yeah so i want to talk about the double gauze so it's i feel like it's sort of in the middle between like this drapey rayon jelly and this stiffer like cotton linen um and by the way, just the cotton linen, it got softer as I wore it and washed right. it, right? And she wore it yeah. out. Is it, are you still wearing no, it? No, it's pretty it, warm. Actually, what happened is my dryer um, oh, ate the, it or something. It, the lint filter caught it and Ooh. ripped the neck, and it was worn out. Like it was just yeah. ready to say yeah, goodbye. Yeah, you wore it a lot. Um, okay, so anyway, I feel like the double gauze is kind of in the middle of that. And with the double gauze, like with a lot of these woven fabrics, I really would recommend pre washing. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Really, really, really. Okay. Because you just, I'm sorry, but I can't make a garment without pre washing because you just don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, and, but I guess in this case, like we do know that ish will shrink. Like that. Right, right. That definitely, you know, anything that's loosely woven is going to change its shape much easier than something that's more densely woven generally. The one, like I'm trying, the one thing where I'd take the risk, and it's a risk, like it's a calculated risk where I'd make the easy tea and not pre-wash is like some kind of poly tech knit that's all polyester. I have made it, not pre-washed it, and it hasn't shrunk. And you know it's going to stretch again when you're putting it on. It could have. I mean, I was taking a risk. So anyway, with these gauzes, with and and in fact, one of the easy tees I did, did shrink on me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Mm, well, this is very disappointing because I put the time into this, and now it's like three inches, four inches shorter. (laughs) So anywho, definitely pre-wash the gauze. And you want to make a test garment. So if you have the, if you, if you have your double gauze, so there's some double gauze out there that's quite expensive. Like the Miss Matatabi uh, special edition prints. Okay. Right. So, okay. If you have that, you might not be able to make a, a muslin or a test garment out of exactly that, but try to find something that's maybe like a little similar. Cheesecloth. Yeah, there you go. Burlap. No. Uh, so, the, but she, actually, you're right. Cheesecloth is really. Cheesecloth is a gauzy knit. Yeah, it is a gauzy woven. Yeah, a woven. gauzy yeah, woven. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, yes, you really no. You're you're totally correct. Um, I have found sometimes with some of these wovens that are a little you you said loosely woven and they're shifty. You yeah. know, I actually will nip in the waist a little more because mm-hmm. they kind of shift and stretch a little bit. Okay, you what know? is the other gauzy fabric that's used in set design? Scrim. Yeah. 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 yeah there you go. Scrim. Scrim. Yeah. I actually think uh, if I made a if I made a double gauze one, I would um, consider like the Rayon Chalie a, a valid um, maybe stand in right uh, for for a bit. well. And then there's the other thing about 
you know, it's um, lack of opacity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yes. Know, very if you, good. How, what do you want to wear under this? Mm-hmm. Do you want your undergarment to be seen? Are you going to wear uh, a tank top? Are you going to wear nothing? I'm this. I'm a listen. I'm this one layer girl. Okay. You don't like the layers. I, I mean, yeah. I I need to wear a bra in like ninety nine point nine percent of the instances, but. When I start layering, I go crazy. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing about, I, I guess, gauze. Like, a lot of the garments are made bulky, and I'm not a bulky person. They've got like, all the I don't want the, to, I yeah. don't like a lot of fabric. Yeah. So, you know, these are considerations. But, like Mallory says, it's going to work. Yeah, you can definitely do it. Um, and make it, when I just said, oh, I might nip in the waist with some of these shifty ones, make it boxy first. Put right. it on. Uh, then go yes. to town. Make it with the most fabric. Yeah. And, also, and, and then, you know, if you need to take an inch in, you know, around the waist or right, right below the bust or something, do it. You can do that. The other thing is, talking about muslins and test garments, you'll hopefully be able to make one of those, approximate it a little bit. The other thing you can do when you're making the garment is baste it together. Yes. To try it on. If you've got some super precious stuff. And with the gauze, I'd hand-based. Oh, you'd hand-based? Okay, yeah. yeah. I, well, Super long stitch you know, or hand-based. Yeah, you can really tear that gauze up easy. That's a really good um, recommendation yes, that I really, would not. you really can. That I would not want to follow. <laughs> that you wouldn't follow. Yeah, that's exactly. a really smart idea that I don't want to do. A, use a really long yeah, stitch. Yeah, use a really, And make sure totally you right. use a contrasting thread so you're pulling the right thread. Mm-hmm, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, use a different thread on top than on, you know, use black on the top and, you know, or white light, on the or, bottom, you know, yes. dark on top, light on bottom or whatever, so, so you know you're pulling the bobbin thread. Yeah, mom's saying that because when you take out a stitch, it's best to pull the bobbin I would thread. say if you pull the top stitch on a gauze, right? You'd be in to trouble. To pull it out, you just made a hole. Yeah, you, yep, you're, yep. you're very, you you're just very screwed correct. yourself. Yeah. So if you, if you based it together, though, uh, that would be good, especially if you were planning on using some kind of seam finish that was I wouldn't do a French seam with the gauze, but I'm well, just I would, saying. You know, I would definitely do a three-thread overlock. Yeah, I, well. Because it doesn't add volume. You I'd, know, I'd whole sew thing. it. I'd sew it with the yep. sewing machine. Exactly. And then finish it with yes. the three-thread overlock. Absolutely. Or yes. um, do a zigzag and trim close or something yes. like that. Yes, and you know, you might want to use a tighter stitch than you think on the gauze for your finished seam. Yeah. Yeah, um, do a little testing. Yeah, because if the stitch is too big, it will tend to pull out. The other thing you could do is do something like a seam grade or something in the seam. Mm-hmm. Gauze will come apart at the seams. Yeah, it, it, it can. So um, the other thing I want to bring up is we haven't done like a module on like how to make a knit easy tee. It can just change so much, but maybe I just need to kind of like bite the bullet and, and just kind of dive in and Mm -hmm. give my best recommendations and that's all I can give but I actually will have a couple different easy tea patterns I've got like my woven easy tea and I've got like my knit easy tea or I'll bring out a knit easy tea and lay it out and cut off of that to make an easy tea um versus my woven one because I'm like okay well you know this is engineered to have some ease in it for the wovens and for the the knits, I am cool with it being tighter, you know, right. or whatever. Well, it's just like when I said that makes a great, like, nightshirt yeah, or, or, or yeah. swimsuit cover-up or whatever. 
I don't have that extra pattern, but I lay my pattern down. There you and go. then I go, okay, I'm going to cut an inch away from here. That gives me two inches on each side. And I know I'm only going to maybe put a quarter inch seam in this baby. Yeah. You know, so I've given myself like four extra inches all the way around or something. Uh-huh. And, and maybe not in the arms or maybe in the arms and not, you know, I, I or more in the hips because I'm sleeping in it and I don't uh-huh. want to get wound up like, you know, yes. a crystallis or something. Yeah. 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 All right, so go for the double gauze. Let us know how it goes, Daisy. And we're going to take a quick break and come back with some uh, random sewing tips for you. Hey, ZD, wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. We're back. Okie dokie. So we got a great little tidbit in the group from, once again, Stephanie. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and she said, hey, if you're going to throw away a pin cushion, make sure, like she posted a picture of right. like one of the tomatoes, right? Right. Little tomatoes. She said, make sure to cut it open because she cut hers open and she found like, what'd she say, four to ten needles or something Because that needles in there. have nothing to They've stop no... them. They're supposed to go through the fabric, yeah, no right? Head, no head to stop them from going well, into the pin I, have, I mean, I don't know what she said. I didn't see that. That was all she said, but, okay. you, but I have expand yes, a little I, bit, right? I will expand on this. Yeah. Okay. I treat this like a surgical procedure, of course. Mm-hmm. So I get my single-edge razor blade. I do not like cut this open with my scissors. First of all, I don't want to cut it into a needle, Right. Or right. something that might be in there. Mm-hmm. So I and I also make myself an area to do it in. So whether I put I put down usually like a stiff piece of paper, okay, that's big enough to catch the stuff that's going to fall out. Yeah. Right. So I, you know, I slice it open like I'm making an incision. An incision. You know, if if she had a tomato, I would probably cut it open in more than one place. Go through it, see what's in there. You know, do you have some needles? Yeah, yeah, I got some new needles. Now, now, if you're going to make another, if you're going to make a pin cushion, the stuff that was in there yeah, can yeah, make you another could, pin you cushion. Could, you could Right, and sometimes you you'll wanted. get 
like all kinds of stuff. You'll get, you know, wool, you'll get sand, you'll get, I mean, no telling what can be in there. The only thing, the biggest suggestion I have on making a pen cushion is don't put anything in it that someone might eat, like a bug. Anything Uh, that might draw a bug, draw some, like people will put rice, you know, um, mm, mm. things like that. Like, same. see, I, I don't, you know. I'm very careful about that when I put that in, like, you know, the heating things that you put in a microwave. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, gee, guess, and why? Why do I know this? Why do you know this? Why do I know this? Because why I had it happen to me. Know this? And it was actually, um, this was one from a spa that someone had bought me, like a spa gift. Oh, man, I forgot. And, oh, and this it is had, gross. like, sunflower <laughs> seeds or something on it. I can't remember. And I'm, like sitting on my bed and I'm like I just saw a mouse I know it you know I don't know if anybody has okay we live in the country so we do have mice and we're very very conscious of them like in our garage and our kitchens right where we have food yeah where we have things that would support the life of a mouse I'm like how could a mouse be up here you know this is the second story blah 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 I can hardly get up here sometimes and I'm like, okay, I'm crazy. I didn't really see a mouse, you know. And I didn't see any other things that indicated there was a mouse to me. Well, eventually, another daughter besides Mallory was in my bedroom. And she goes, oh, I just saw a mouse. I'm like, damn it. And we're pulling the bed out. And we're pulling all the furniture away. I said, I know I saw a mouse too. It was in the bottom drawer of my nightstand where I had this. It was supposed to be like an eye soother, you yeah. know, and it had like lavender in it. But it also had seeds in it, like different types of seeds, okay? So they were eating these seeds. Uh-huh. And they were actually bringing them back even into the sewing studio because we it's on the second we, level. We found this stuff throughout our home. Yes. So I was feeding, you know, the spa place was feeding, you know, this infestation in my house, it never occurred to me, okay? You know, it was a nice, pretty thing. It smelled not, you know, whatever it had in it, eucalyptus. I don't know what it had in it, lavender, what it, probably lavender. But, you know, so the seeds, it was all natural. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was the wrong natural. Just just so you know, you know, um, and anyone could have a mouse problem, okay? They send out little other mices right? To go find the food source, right? And that's what they do. And then they have babies and they do it again. Right. And you know, we real. I mean, mean, it sounds really gross and people will be like, uh, oh my God, you're disgusting in mice. But like, if if you live out in the country, I mean, or or anywhere, like the- Country's worse. Well, not true because if you live on top of each other with other people who like to attract mice with their habits. Yeah, it can happen. It can happen to the best of us. And you know, we don't have a lot. And uh, you know what else is important? for the mice like amelioration or whatever right. is like lawn care because yes. I found a mouse nest one time like while weed eating right. and it was very close to our house right. and I'm like okay well these guys are just gonna scurry right on over here right. you know and crawl up some you know whatever so you like yeah there's just a lot that goes into it okay and we do have a cat and that's good. Right. Uh, and the cat... Snakes are even better. Yep. The cat isn't always good for actually catching the mice, but for alerting you. Because I've had the thing where my cats are all on edge, 
and then right. I catch the mouse. <laughs> and that happens with snakes, too. Yeah, yeah. Your dogs will start walking, running around your house crazy, and then you realize you have a snake in your house. But anyway, we live in the country, remember. Um, I oh, cool snake story. I just have to share. I, this I, was a good Yeah, this and this was a good snake, was a good snake, snake so snake I, I was happy. So we have found the most like the biggest garter snake I have ever seen. Right. It is it is like a fat, long garter snake. And Zelda found it one day, and then I found it the same day while mowing the lawn. I was very careful. Um, and then, like, they were outside playing with Derek's sister, and they were like, oh, it's here. And this snake was just, like, hanging like out their friend. with us. It was just, like, I told the kids, it's like, let you know, give it space. We don't want to stress it out. Like, you don't know if this animal is stressed. Right. Trying to explain to them about, like, wild animals and stuff. But, like, it just kept coming up to them and, like, sniffing them. It, like, licked my fingers. It, like, <laughs> you know, uh, it let I me take a video it of it. I did not know it licked your fingers. Yeah, it came I up. I know and, it crawled on your children. Yeah, so then they were, like, laying down and it kind of, it went up. Uh, I, I have a video. I'll try to, I guess, like, I should, like, post on the So Here Instagram. But, like, it came up to, like, Zelda's face and then it was, like, crawling over. And then finally I was like, guys, we really should just like leave it alone but i wonder so we looked up like the gestation time for a snake um and it's kind of long like if this snake was a mama snake it could have been like starting to gestate we think like for for the Uh season and everything like because i was like this is kind of a fat snake like it's very very round it was not like a long slender snake i was like maybe and they don't although I think it's rare for that kind of snake to eat mice. There are more bugs and amphibians. I was going to say, I think there yeah, might be But I, I don't know. know. If you get hungry, you might eat anything But like, maybe like it's else. eating all the bugs, and so then the mice can't eat bugs, bugs or, or whatever. Something. I don't know. Are like, mice my, bug my, eaters? I would admit, like, they'll eat each other's shoe. They'll do anything. I, th- I think of, like, grain and things, but they do eat each other. I mean, other, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you think we go off on tangents... Wait, from... I'm going to... Okay, I'm just going to do another tangent. I have to. <laughs> it's been a while, everybody. So sorry. Okay, if you've ever watched the show Hilda, or read the graphic novels Hilda, there is a little, like, character, kind of a... A, uh, a cameo by this mythological creature called the Rat King. And it's like a ball of rats. Super gross. And it's supposed to be something like that will keep secrets or something. Like she learns secrets okay. from it. Okay. So it's kind of gross. And we, okay, we like watch Hilda a few years ago, go about our lives. Okay, I learned that like rat kings are actually like, this is so gross. They, they exist. They exist. And it's like from. Like, when a bunch of rats get really cold, they'll bundle up together, and their tails will get tangled, and they can't untangle oh, them. Oh, no! And, and they die. Oh, no! And it's a pile of rats, and it's gross. Okay, it's so I gross. do not and want to Zelda, find that ever Zelda, in my lifetime. Zelda goes, I, I, so I said, guys, a rat king is a real thing. She said, I want to see a picture. I was like, I don't know if you do. And she's been asking me for weeks to show her this picture, and I'm like, oh, oh. I think uh, I'd be okay with the picture, but I don't want to find it in real life. Um, Oh, speaking of uh, dead rodents in Fun Home, one of the props I had to make was a dead mouse, and I made it with the embellisher. And that would be the second dead mouse she's made for play. Because I lost the first one. Okie dokie. So if you think we go off in tangents from from cutting open a um, A pincushion, pincushion, right? Not really. I mean, did you see that all was... linked together? One thing was a segue to a segue, like how to open your pincushion, what stuffing would come out, what not to stuff uh-huh. it, re- you know, with again. That's not a tangent. Those are segues. <laughs> yes, segues. Okay, so you're gonna stuff your pin. Okay, what about walnut husks? 
Are those like sterile you know, enough that I they're okay? I don't know. And buckwheat husk and all those, because those are things animals eat. So but, like, I don't the husk know. Is so woody. That's what I don't think it has like exactly. Fat in it, I right? think I would kind of Google on that maybe. Yeah. And, and you know, usually those are cleaned and yeah, dried. Like a cleaned. Like, you know, I don't think wood shavings bring That's what I'm saying. But, well, but they bring it for nesting. They want the bedding. They want yes. the nesting I material. Found, okay. I just, okay. I had a brand new life jacket hung uh, up in the, my garage. Yeah. I wore it once and a, uh, a, uh, a, mouse. a mouse, you know, got in it a for the king. nesting material. A rat king. Uh, maybe a rat king. Yeah, who it's knows? But, oh, I, now I did repair it on my sewing machine, of course. But, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I just bought this. Why would a mouse want to come, you know, I get maybe they were desperate that year for nesting material. I don't know. I have come. It's been nature time on the lawnmower. I've seen, uh, we've got a pair of, like, red-winged blackbirds well, out here. it is true. Spring is awakening yes. here. And uh, we... I've found the birds' nests that have been blown down. Right. I uh, have had some like colorful like threads in them and stuff. Yes. So I'm like, I wonder where they got that. Oh no. Where they got One that. year we <laughs> had we had a nest on the front porch, and unfortunately, you know, the babies got born, and we had to let them, you know, live and leave the nest. So it was on there forever. All I did was clean up bird poop. Oh, I hose so much bird poop. Bird poop off the front porch for a month. I yeah, swear. Yeah. But um. When we finally got the nest down, Dad goes, yeah, here's the culprit. It had sequins in it. Oh, uh, so, you know, the sequins stick to stuff. You know, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't think yeah. they particularly. But, you know, maybe the shininess of the sequin drew them to it there or are, I don't know. There are birds that do that. Yeah. Okay, do you have any other sewing tips before we close out this episode? Well, just give us one. I have one little bitty funny one. Just give okay, us one. I just made a sewing kit, so oh, to speak. Yes, yes, okay, for, for the boat. Um, and it wasn't even because I need to, to sew something, okay? I needed a straight pin, and there were none on the boat. And I was just like, how could I not have a straight pin? And then I realized I didn't have my car. We had the truck, which my car would have a straight pin. But anyway, so I, I made this sewing kit thing. So I need to pick your teeth with. Well, that's right. <laughs> and, and, but, I, but I was like, so I need a sewing kit anyway, and that would include some straight pins, right? And needles and safety pins and things like that. So, which I use as tools, okay, yes. for other things, right? You know, I've, I've got um, hemostats on there, you know, what needle holders, yeah. hemostats for other things I do on the boat. But, so I didn't have to add that to the sewing kit. But I made the sewing kit. Okay, I take these humongous, huge pills. And this is a big pill container. How tall is it, Mallory? Like six inches it tall? It was four inches. Eight? Am I, one here I don't know how big, uh, honestly, like, yeah. this is not no. a strength of mine. Um, it is it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's at really least tall. <laughs> like you could put a pen, uh, like a writing pen in it. You know, yes, it's tall. yes, you could put a whole pen in it. And then yeah. it's, you know, big, like maybe, I don't know, two inches in diameter. One, anyway, Whatever. And I take these pills so that actually I can actually eat, actually. But so I take, you know. 60 a month. So I have all these containers all the time. I keep going, this has to be useful. But anyway, I did make it out of that. And I made a pin cushion and put it on the top. Ha, ha, yeah, ha. super cute. I actually stuffed that with fiber fill. Candy. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with rat food. <laughs> so, and, and then all I did was like, you know, glue it with E6000. If anybody uh -huh. knows what that is, it's a multi-purpose, really strong glue. And I put that on the top and I made, you know, which means like, the child proofing was gone. So that was in the child proofing side. 
side, you know, okay. which is good because I don't need, I'm not childproofing it. But anyway, I'm putting it on my boat, right? And there were other things in this. But I think the most significant thing that I wound up putting in it was I put a desiccant in it. And I, that's very smart. And it, it is. And you know those little desiccants and they come in things and you throw them, they come with like, like electronics. They come uh-huh. with cell phones. Yeah. You know, keep those. You out of just reach of children. Don't, yes, out of reach, and don't eat them or whatever. But you never know. Okay, and where you can get the cutest little desiccant packs. So mom, I think, has some ugly square one. That's oh, I have a of, round uh, one, Oh, too. you have a round like one? Like okay. cylinder, yeah. So we have experienced some sinus infections uh, over in the Donahue Gwinter household, and of course, you don't know if it's allergies or COVID, right? So we've been using up our home COVID tests, and they came with the cutest little desiccant packets. Which you haven't They're, shown me it's yet. It's like, yeah, but look at like your pinky. Yeah. Like like the top yeah. um, little section of your pinky. It's like that, and it's like little rectangular, and I have two of them set aside for you. Oh, I just haven't gotten them up here. Kits. We might be making so, sewing kits for everything. Yeah, yeah. No, really, really super duper cute desiccant. But that's good. Okay, you're saying on a boat, but really like – in a lot of places. So it's not just because well, she's on a boat. Right. But. And the thing is, is, you know, those are fairly airtight too. So, yeah. you know, they won't get, they won't, they're not supposed to get wet or nothing will fall out of them right. or that kind of thing. Um, it's not, and you know, those little sewing kits that you can buy. Uh-huh. I just don't like them. First of all, crappy well, thread. Got the you know, the crappiest stuff. thread. The crappiest stuff. You know, the one thing I did not put in this sewing kit, which is, oftentimes in a sewing kit or uh-huh. was when I was growing up. Uh-huh. It was like a shirt button. I'm like, we don't wear shirt buttons like we used to. Yeah. Like you always had a shirt button. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, when I was growing up, everything you wore had, had a, a shirt, shirt button. button. So yeah, so I didn't put any buttons in it, but there's safety pins in it. So if somebody needs okay. to, you know. There you go. Yeah. Well, you're not like attending black tie Hadn't planned on it. Not yet. Not off the boat. Nope. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We're glad to be back. We'll be back in your ears next week. Mom, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.